Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? You know, ladies, what would happen if we said what we want to say? You know, my name is Sugbury, and this is Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And today is a tough topic. You know, I was really praying the other day. I said, God, I don't want any fluff. We, you gave us a platform, and I want to get to the meat of things. And we have had some really meaty shows. And so don't expect a bunch of cotton candy because we're telling it like it is. God's given us this privilege of a platform on radio, and we are today going to be talking about a tough issue. Now, you might turn it off and say, I don't want to hear about that, Chug. It doesn't apply to me. Oh, yes, it does. So the, today's topic is called, What Does sex trafficking look like and why does it impact you because you might be able to identify it when you're out and about and then you can put a stop to it and know exactly what to do and what resources are available to you to stop what you might be seeing um we've got a two-part show today uh we're talking about what does sex trafficking look like and next we're going to be talking about the root problem of sex trafficking. I mean, we're going to talk deep about what if it's your spouse who's doing that? What do you do? How do you stop it? Uh, what opportunities are there out there to uh, basically turn yourself in without getting arrested and et cetera? So we're really getting deep, ladies. And also, how do we enable it uh, as spouses with our husbands? Um, you know, if, if we see it, we just ignore it. So that's part two. But hang on. I want you guys to listen to that next. But we are today talking about what does sex trafficking look like? And we have an expert in the field with us. This is Laura Mulliken. And if you, her name is familiar, it's because we've had her husband, Todd Mulliken, a counselor on us with us many times. He's written a lot of excellent books. He's been very helpful resource for us. Um, but this is his lovely wife, Laura. Laura, thank you for coming on with us today. Thanks for having me. Glad to I'm, be here. I'm so glad you're here. Is it snowing in Minnesota? It snowed a lot yesterday and today it's <laughs> below zero. So, <laughs> well, don't look out my window. I'm sitting in the palm trees. My husband and I are RVing across the United States interviewing people. Uh, Laura Mulkin is an executive director of traffickingjustice.com, a nonprofit that works to end sexual exploitation and sex trafficking in the state of Minnesota. You know, Laura, this amazes me. This is, this is slavery. This is modern day slavery. I can't believe it's happening. She has served in anti-trafficking efforts for 10 years and is a sought-after speaker and gifted teacher, equipping, inspiring, and mobilizing both faith and community individuals and organizations to fight exploitation and trafficking. Laura is available for presentations that include sexual exploitation, trafficking, awareness, and prevention, the impact of pornography, trauma-informed care, online exploitation, Biblical justice, yay, go God, addressing demand for sex trafficking and understanding people caught up. I think that's really important. Understanding people caught up in exploitation. A current passion is coming alongside families who have been affected by the sexual exploitation, grooming, or trafficking of a family member. I want to throw up. I'm so sorry, Laura. This is terrible. And it makes me so mad for God and so mad for those innocent victims uh, about what's going on. This is sin. This is darkness in the worst part. Uh, in the darkness, 
I can't say that. This is darkness in the corners of our world that we live in, and not only that, in our own backyards. So praise God for you, Laura, for stepping forward and doing something about it. We all have a part, Doug. I, I would encourage you and all of your listeners to tap into that anger instead of pushing it away mm-hmm. and actually step forward. And because every time we step forward, we have the potential to bring light to that mm-hmm. darkness. Reference. You know, yeah. And you are a light. Just talking to you. You guys, we're on YouTube. You got to tune us in. Himforher.org, H-I-M number four, her.org. You can find all the platforms we're on and you can see sweet Laura's face as we're talking about this tough decision and tough, tough conversation. So, Laura, how did you first get involved in all of this? Mm. Uh, my family laughs. We, we say, I'm a firstborn. And so I was born with a justice gene. Oh. <laughs> I did not like bullies. And if you were a bully, my first impulse is to try and attack that bullying uh, within you. So um, as I became more and more aware of news stories and um, firsthand experiences of friends who had gone on the mission field and seen human trafficking through International Justice Mission and other Christian organizations fighting sex trafficking, I I just got stirred up, I think, in my spirit and, and God just would not let me go. Um, and so I, over time, moved into doing this full time. It's a fight that is worth, it's the best part of every day and the hardest part of every day. If somebody um, hears you through this broadcast and wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, they can reach me at laura at traffickingjustice.com. Um, that is my email. Um, they can go to our website, which is www.traffickingjustice.com. And there's a form you can fill out there to reach us there as well. Now you're based out of Minnesota. Do you guys work just in Minnesota? Um, that is the small corner of the world that we have been called to, but we definitely, uh, create partnerships or build bridges with other organizations across the country. So for example, last year when we were working with a client who had left her trafficker and was trying to get into a program, we couldn't find a program that was a good fit within our state. So we um, networked with other organizations and found Mm -hmm. an organization in another state for her. to. So I've interviewed several times um, the, the founder of Hookers for Jesus. Don't know if you've heard oh, of them. Oh, Annie LaBear. Yeah. I, I love yeah. her. And we're going to be visiting her when we go through Vegas. But oh, that's she's got great. an amazing program as well, helping women leave trafficking and, and protecting them and really reprogramming their brains on uh, what the abuse has been that they went through. So would you please share with me, if you would, Laura, what is the description of the typical person who has become sex trafficked? What do they look for? You know, I I really want to say honestly, it can be anyone of almost any age who has vulnerability. Mm. So you think about um, things like the ACEs score, where uh, which was a, a study that was done probably it started in the seventies or eighties, and um, you know you look at risk factors that uh, cause 
vulnerabilities in a child's life. So you have a parent incarcerated, you've experienced or witnessed domestic violence within the home. Maybe there's addiction or alcoholism within the home. You might have undiagnosed or untreated mental illness uh, with a family member in the home. Um, All of those things leave a child at some level vulnerable um, to someone else coming in and saying, oh, I see you need X, I can provide that for you. And so they develop relationships over time usually and kind of come in as their their rescuer, right? Or they provide something that that child particularly or teenager or young adult need. Uh, maybe it's food or shelter that is safe um, and they draw them in, provide something that they need. And then eventually they turn that person by saying, well, now I've given you or done this for you. So now I need you to do this for me. And and then the, the cycle begins of them being sold for sex acts often. You know, I saw on your website, it says the average lifespan of victims is seven years. Is yeah. that like they die after seven years of being uh, don't exploited? Get if they don't get out. Because you think about... Um, the, the violence that's associated with the life, whether from the sellers or from the buyers themselves, um, or the fact that many, many who are brought into being sex trafficked are not initially uh, alcoholics or addicts, but they are given drugs as a way of helping them to comply or to get through, to numb themselves from the reality of the violence of their daily life. And so they have um, addiction issues, perhaps, um, after they're in that life. And and at some point, I mean, this is graphic, but honestly, if I am being sold for rape for profit up to, you know, 20 times a day, how long can the human body sustain that kind of tragic violence against it. So whether by suicide or by violence or um, accident, um, yeah, the the lifespan shortens. It's it's a lot to live through. Where are they normally recruited from? Mm. You know, recruitment can happen anywhere. Uh, It can happen at any public space where uh, particularly young people gather. So it might be a library, a coffee shop. uh, Really? A library? I don't think I hung out in a library. (laughs) (laughs) Those kids are too smart to fall for it. (laughs) I'm giving Uh, you a hard time. I'm giving you a hard time. Um, a, a skate park, uh, a shopping venue, like a mall or something like that. But then also increasingly, especially over COVID, we've seen the numbers skyrocket of kids who are being um, groomed or or um, reached out to via social media like Instagram, Snapchat, Kick, um, any app or I've, I've worked with clients whose children have been approached by their exploiters through Minecraft chat rooms, right? I don't Kids know what that is. What's a Minecraft? Minecraft is like a, it's a safety rated game, right? Like it's for everyone. Oh. Uh, 
But parents often um, don't realize that, yes, the platform itself is safe and the game is safe and nonviolent and all those good things. But there are chat rooms where strangers can still reach out to your child. Um, And most of our apps have direct messaging uh, features on them. And so uh, children and youth who have been online have been reached out to us in growing numbers over the pandemic because they've spent more and more time online. You don't want to know what I'm thinking. Okay, I'm getting a little irritated. And, you know, God says uh, in his word, because I better quote some scripture and get my head back in the game. Isaiah 30, 18 says, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. I'm waiting for you, Lord, when it comes to the sex trafficking, because I just get so frustrated and so mad. And we're going to put our anger to good use. Um, okay, so they get uh, approached on these gaming sites. Um, and then also, by the way, listeners, if you're up to funny business, the police are on there, too, just to let you know. They're always watching for uh, those lurking uh, people who are trying to go after the children. So um, how what would that look like when they reach out on a game um, and, hey, nice, you know, nice shot or good points or something like that? How does that go from that to 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 prostituting for them? I don't get that. Well, I, that where's that jump come in? This is the first generation who have, are digital natives, right? They have never known life without being online. They have never known life without a digital device in their hands at all times. And so for people who are in 30s, 40s, 50s, who didn't grow up with that digital native um, mindset, we look with a little bit of skepticism on strangers who reach out to us online. Mm -hmm. But for kids who've been raised as digital natives, that is how you make friends. And we also know that teenagers don't have a fully developed frontal lobe. I'm married to a marriage therapist, so um, (laughs) a psychology professor. So, um, you know, they don't have those critical thinking skills developed yet. And so when someone reaches out, Um, because they've had an emotional outburst online or they've let slip something, I'm so mad at my parents or I had the worst day ever or my friends all suck. All of those, any of those little things that they might throw out into the universe on a gaming platform or on social media, a stranger, it's not unusual for them to have a stranger come in and say, Oh, sounds like you had a really hard day. I am Mm -hmm. so sorry. And over time, and and this takes time often, but over time you hear, you know, supportive words from this stranger who no longer feels like a stranger because they know everything about you. They know about your family. They know about your school. They know about your likes and your dislikes, um, what your dreams might be someday. And in gathering all of that information, they develop a relationship where you often become dependent on them, right? Mm -hmm. And it begins this push-pull of, um, 
you know, I'm here for you. And then I might ghost you for a little bit to draw you back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's mm-hmm. very manipulative. Um, and, and they take their time and they're doing this with multiple people at the same time until eventually you meet or you, it is also not odd or strange. Um, the idea of sending uh, promiscuous photos of yourself any longer or provocative photos um, in a lot of circles that our kids particularly run in or our young adults li- run in. That's a, that's a normal thing to do in life. And often those pictures, once they're sent, then are used as leverage for additional photographic material or for pressure to meet um, in blackmail. Blackmail. Yes, absolutely. Oh man. Are these kids thinking that whoever's communicating with them is the same age? Uh, You know, that's a great question, Shug. Um, Actually, I've seen it happen a a variety of ways. And one of the things that I like to remind all of us when we gather, like in a school setting, for example, uh, is that I can be anyone online. Mm -hmm. I could be a 17-year-old, really buff, athletic guy. Mm -hmm. And... um, And that is clearly not who I am in person, but I can be anyone online. Mm -hmm. And so often we will see predators posing as people who are younger than they are or as uh, maybe a cute college student. Mm -hmm. Um, And really victimology, it can be male or female. Mm -hmm. Um, People reach out to... Uh, all ages, all types, again, as long as there's a vulnerability that they have expressed uh, that can be exploited or leveraged. Makes me sick. Okay, so we need to do something about this because this is not just what's happening in the world. This is spiritual darkness. This is from the enemy that Satan is at work in the lives of our kids. Um, and we need to um, bring awareness to the kids. Now, kids who are of that age bracket, I think I saw that it was somewhere between 11 and 14 are, are often the very common ages that they try to recruit. Um, they don't want to listen to your parents. So what is the best approach to educate kids to be aware and sharp and know what to look for? What's the best approach for that? That is a, another Good question. You're asking all the right questions. There you go. I do think it's important for churches to actually, like youth groups, to start talking about sex in a healthy way and to allow for spaces where students can come forward with really messy confessions, if you will, right? Because I I think about one of my dear friends who in high school um, was at a presentation of someone who was from the purity movement. um, And that's complicated too, right? So um, I think this gentleman was trying to put out what is God's best is saving ourselves for marriage, but he made it very clear that if you had ever participated in any kind of sexual content, uh, content or uh, consented to anything that you were 
unwashed or unclean or unworthy. Mm. And this friend of mine had experienced incest and sexual abuse as a child. And so she believed the lie from the enemy that she had had sex, right? And was therefore unpure. And so if we, if we don't stop just not talking about it and start talking about how God created us, part of our reflection of his image is that capacity to create not only in the world, but to create life together through the gift of sex. And, and to do that healthily is best within his boundaries, right? Of, of marriage and marital love and commitment and fidelity. Um, and I also read scripture and we have Rahab who was grafted into the family in such a way that she became part of the lineage of our savior, Jesus. Right? And those of you who don't know, Rahab was a prostitute. <laughs> So. That got used for his glory. And so, yes. you know, I want you to know, friends, that this is something that, you know, if for some reason you have participated or been a part of or been sexually abused or want to get out of, there is a sex traffic victims phone number that you can call. Uh, it's a national number. It's anonymous. Uh, it doesn't matter what age you are, if you're listening to this, or even as a parent, I believe you can call this and they can give you tips and suggestions on how to approach your children on it. But 1-888-3737-888. I'll repeat it. 1-888-373-7888. That way it's kind of set up like a telephone, but we're going to have that posted too on our uh, YouTube site. So you can find that. And that's the national human trafficking hotline. So um, with the little time we have left, because there's so much content here, um, you know, how can we prevent this from happening? Again, I think healthy, healthy relationships and healthy protective factors of particularly our kids or our young people, young adults, um, God has created our faith family mm-hmm. so that the lonely can be set in families. That's such a gift, right? If we can be um, promoting a culture of honoring one another and putting one another as more important than ourselves um, and actually grafting in those who are vulnerable, who are hurting, those who are orphans, those who are widowed. Um, I, I think that that does make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it's not a program, but if we each are sharing that light uh, with people who are vulnerable, and then the other thing is be intentional about um, mentoring situations, right? You, you've you worked with mentorships within the prison system. Mm-hmm. What a gift that is to draw them in to healthy relationships. If I've grown up where I've never seen what real love looks like or what healthy relationships look like, I need a model for that. 
Mm-hmm. And so we can be part of modeling what healthy relationships look like. You know, amen for that. And, you know, please, friends, go to himforher.org, H-I-M, number four, her.org. Uh, this is a listener-supported show, uh, and we're going to have logos on there for you to click on, so you can go directly to uh, traffickingjustice.com, as well as please donate and help us to continue on bringing forward on this platform what we need to get out Um, so my hope is that by listening to this and by being aware and please go to their website again traffickingjustice.com and they can reach out there's awareness programs on there there's speakers uh, there's all sorts of things that people can find out more about this subject but we've got coming up the root problem of sex trafficking. I mean, we've got a problem. We just talked about the problem, what it looks like. But let's get down to the heart of it. And who's talking about that? We're going to. So please stay with us until next time. Uh, my name is Sugbury, and thank you so much, Laura Mulliken, for coming on our show and sharing what traffickingjustice.com is doing. And friends, would you please pray? Father God, I am asking you in the name of Jesus Christ that the enemy will be bound from anything that he is doing in and through uh, these trafficking sources. Lord, put a stop to them. Would you rain down fire on them? And Lord, I pray more than anything that there would be grace and mercy for those who want to get out. You guys know I love you. Over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him For Her Crazy Testimonies, and each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony how they received Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.